Stephen Byrne on 2FM. Welcome back to the weekly podcast of everything that happened on the show at the weekend. If you don't tune in on Saturday and Sunday at 3pm, this is your way of catching up. But please do. Loads of music and loads of chats with some of the biggest stars in the world. And this week, as I always say, was no different. We spoke to Yaha Abdul-Mateen II all about his role as, as uh, Anthony in the brand new Candyman film, which is out in cinemas right now. We all spoke to the director, Nia DaCosta. We spoke to Lauren Cohen all about the brand new series and final series of The Walking Dead, uh, which is out on Disney Plus right now. Plus, Shane Daniel Byrne told us about Soft Nights, which he'll be emceeing in Meath next week. Uh, a great festival. I went to uh, this week's version of it and it's got a brand new lineup next week just getting back to live events is so special and this is a really good one really intimate and you get to see pillow queens live in a tiny venue that's not going to happen for a very long time but anyway let's kick it off with this um yaha who is just an incredible actor you'll know him from uh, us uh, and so many other brilliant movies he is a star literally on the rise all the time and in, like I just said in this he just steals the show it's Candyman it is not the Candyman that you might remember from the past it rewrites some of that history um, but if you're a big fan of horror you're going to absolutely love it take a listen um, congratulations when it when it comes to I guess tying this into to the older film um, to, to the first film how did you go about I guess really placing it within that lineage but also trying to create something new um, well from a script and um from script point of view, it was really about not trying to change anything from the original, but expand on it. So, you know, we use the original and, and treat it as gospel. It's like, where do we go from there? And for me, the two things were shifting the perspective. So it was from a, a, a Black point of view, um, or at least from the point of view of Black characters, and also mm. um, changing, <clears throat> well, not changing, but, you know, expanding what Candyman meant and, and, and what that that was. Completely. And, and it brings us to um, Anthony. How did you go about finding and, and maintaining that humanity, I guess, through his struggle uh, through the entire film? Yeah. How did you go about really, I guess, keeping the, the audience sympathy on board throughout while he still kind of descended into to, to madness? Yeah, I think, well, I think the overall goal um, or one of the overall goals uh, um, with this, with this uh, iteration of Candyman, was to uh, was to allow Candyman to be, um, or to at least to have the opportunity to be an empathetic uh, character or a yeah. character that the audience could uh, could uh, understand and uh, empathize with, you know. Um, and so I, as an actor, didn't really have to do much. I think that was really the goal of, you know, the direction or, or the result of the direction, you know, the result of the script that allowed us to see Anthony. And even the Candyman figure uh, as a fully fleshed human being who had a had a history and a past and who at one time had goals um, and who was turned into a monster against his will, you know, and I think that's the most that that's really the most important key when it turns or when it comes to understanding his um, understanding the humanity in, in that character was that that character did not choose to be a monster, did not choose to turn into Candyman. And once we got that across, then I think we were able to, uh, to to hold on to the humanity. How many times on set, um, in between takes, did you guys say it into the mirror? <laughs> uh, Never. Yeah. Really? No, not really. I mean, you know, we were doing it enough just in the, you know, in the in, in the process of the movie making. Um, <laughs> so. How many times? What do you What do you mean? Never. <laughs> that I was going to say, was was there a superstition throughout where you avoided it for that sake? Yeah, from that's from my childhood. That's not from uh... right, right, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, you mentioned, you know, the sympathy for that character there and and all the way back to Daniel. And 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 that is something that I think from the get-go, from even that first scene as well, that we, we see for those people who have who have become Candyman uh, mm-hmm. throughout the years. Was that uh, the from the get-go, uh, just what you wanted to do in order to really humanize it? Because it, it kind of actually, in my head, makes this, yes, a horror in, in many ways, but it pulls it out of that genre and places it in so many others as well. Um, you know, in the first film, he's this individual. This one thing happened this one time that was very terrible. Um, and in this movie, we kind of wanted to, to dig more into the storytelling and 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 talk about how you know that kind of violence is is endemic of a of a violent a racist society. It's not a one time mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's cyclical, and um, that's why those stories are so important to tell. And so, um, it wasn't in an effort to, <clears throat> you know, forcefully change anyone's opinions about whether Candyman was a good guy or bad guy or somewhere in between yeah. or or neither. Um, it was really just about taking that that story and trying to be honest about it in the context of a horror film. That is Candyman out in cinemas right now. Go check it out. It's getting really good reviews across the board. I think it's 85% Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. So if you're a fan of horror, it's actually not the scariest horror. You will love this. So uh, you can definitely bring friends who are a little bit easily spooked. I don't think they will be with this movie. Um, Anyway, moving on. The Walking Dead, season 11. It just kicked off on Disney+. Plus. We spoke with Lauren Cohen all about what we can expect from it. She plays Maggie Green and has done for a number of the series. I think all the way back to what, series two, series three? Um, She's brilliant in this. And of course she returns for series 11 as a series regular and... I mean, it's just so crazy that uh, what has become an institution, The Walking Dead, is much bigger than just the series now. Uh, it's finally coming to an end with season 11. Here's what she had to say about it. How does it feel that this is it? This is going to be the finality of The Walking Dead. Yeah, it feels like um, I, I'll believe it when I see it <laughs> because we're so <laughs> in the middle of it right now that you just can't really even imagine. Um, and, uh, you know, and then also who knows what, what, what happens after this, but we, we definitely had a, a lot of, uh, sentimental gushy moments, um, when, when we first came back to the season and then it's like, okay, now let's get to work kind of thing. So, you know, it's good. I think in many ways you sort of, um, you just really eat just you you get to begin sort of saying goodbye very very slowly um and you kind of also do that by putting everything you always mean to put everything but i think there's been this overarching like hold nothing back sort of feeling for us as we've Mm -hmm. gone into season the final season of the show of the walking dead so yeah you mentioned that you never know and that is you know there's a much wider universe here at play and and, and that's yes. a, a testament to the legacy of the show and how successful it has been over the years do you feel the weight of that legacy sometimes do you ever feel you know being part of something this big with so, so many dependent fans and and it meaning you know so much more than one person or one thing or one storyline yes massively i think that the fact that we have carried this together, you know, and the fact that the people that we first meet when we watch this show, you know, John and Andy and Sarah and Lori and looking to their style of leadership and knowing that it's a show where you could, it's definitely in the beginning, we felt more aware of, you know, you can go at any time. There's this, 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 this 
ember, you know what I mean, that you have to pass on and this torch that has to be passed on throughout the years. And then it becomes the way that you live the show and the way that you that that you 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 tell the story. And anything less than that honestly does feel like um, thin. Like you, yeah. you really you yeah. really do you know, we we're so lucky to get to a point where like you know, like throwing yourself down on the ground and I don't mean literally but also yeah. um is is completely normal like you know yeah. what I mean it's just it's just the guttural experience of this that has been um so satisfying and you know the more we do that the more that the story gets to expand into a place where everybody gets to show these things mm. and that's what it is I mean it's 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 a show about you know every single second is potentially your demise and you you have to you have to to scrap like honey badger in the corner to make sure that it, it that you just get another day mm. so you know it's a relaxing work environment how important has it been though I guess to write those years you know that you know the good chunk of the crew never mind the people that we see you know on screen yeah but the crew have stayed the same and have been part of this as a family yes i think that people really feel that um they know that their contribution mm. to the show is vital to the show and to the way that it feels and to 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 look across and be in a place that's familiar with people that have been with you 17 other times when you've been in, you know, a, a, an emotional state or a scene or a situation. Or, and, and they know you and there's just that sort of silent, did we get that? And I don't mean like, did we get the shot and was it in focus? And it's just, just like, are we, is it it, you know? And, and that's yeah. something that's hard to quantify um, in terms of like, yeah, just, it, 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 it's like going home, you know, you're with, you don't have to explain yourself to your aunt, she's changed your diaper. Yeah, it just like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a really strange analogy. But I was going to say, they do that too. Yeah, right. they've just, they don't do that. <laughs> Maybe don't include that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were to sum up this final season as well, um, in just a couple of words for fans to to really anticipate. I've seen two episodes and I'm, I'm right in there already and I can't wait yeah. to, to go on this journey um, to see where it goes. But if you were to sum up what people can expect from this in one or two words. Oh. The dark night of the soul. Ooh. Yeah, it's more than two words, but it's the most succinct. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much. Um, have of a great course. day and very much appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks. You too, Stephen. Shane Daniel Byrne joined us on the show as well to talk all about soft nights happening in Dunderry Park. This week, an amazing lineup. Soda Blonde took to the stage. Well, next week, Pillow Queens are taking to the stage. Snap up your tickets right now. But here was Shane to tell us all about what we can expect from it. As we slowly get back into some form of new reality and normality and all of that, uh, live music and events have started up again. And to be honest, it was a weirdly jarring experience to be at one the other day, but also just so lovely. I said it was incredibly intimate and almost like an escape. But at the same time, it just it just brought me back to where we'd been in the past. Soft nights taking place in uh, Dunderry Park in County Meath. 
Over the last few days, there's been some incredible acts like Soda Blonde playing uh, the festival and um, some inc- other incredible things that are happening all around the grounds uh, of Dunderry Park as well, like sound bathing, forest walks. Absolutely gorgeous place, and I'm so glad that I got to go there. But the great thing is, you guys can go all over again. They're doing another run of it next weekend um, with new acts and... Honestly, the lineup for this is amazing. Pillow Queens, Row, um, The Art of Algebra, Danny Larkin's in there too. Uh, the Pause Vibe podcast are going to be doing uh, what they do down there. An incredible podcast, um, which has just done so well over the last year. Drag and Draw as well. There's also going to be Laughter Yoga, whatever that is. And uh, the man who's completely kept us entertained over the last year on uh, Instagram and online when we needed it most Shane Daniel Byrne is going to be event emceeing and he's on the line to tell us all about it right now Shane how's it going? I'm great thank you so much for having me on Oh I'm delighted to have you on I was saying um, just how gorgeous it was to be at an event like this and for you someone who I guess your star has risen over the course of the last year you and Shannon of course Um, how, how does it feel to be getting back to to something like this to, to live shows I've done I've been lucky now I've done a couple of gigs so far some live stand up gigs already and I, the first one is so nerve wracking <laughs> but what, what's really nice is almost like the audience are kind of also nervous too so everybody's in a good place and the vibe was really good and everybody was really supportive and loving and lovely so um, they've actually all gone really well so I feel very lucky at the moment um, but yeah because I think everyone kind of agrees before they go it's like look we're going to something it's been a long time since any of these people have done anything and we're all excited to be here and all so I think that kind of goodwill carries us all through the night together yeah like I said, it's been a whirlwind year for you in terms of uh, you know numbers and people you know watching what you do and, and and just how funny you are online. Has it been? How has it been? Just like ca- catching your neck and also keeping up with it in that way because as as amazing as it is, you know, to get a big audience, there's also that pressure that kind of comes on as well to keep delivering. Totally. Like I was somebody I was working as a stand-up comic for about about a year, I think, before COVID. So I'm I'm longer not doing it because of COVID than I was doing it in the first place. <laughs> um, and then as I went kind of overnight, I gained loads and loads of followers from one of my videos on Instagram. So you have to make a decision. Then I had like eleven thousand people follow me in one day, and the next day you kind of sit with it and you go, that when it's all going to calm down over the next couple of days, you go right, you have to go for it. You can either make a decision of like right, this is nice, that was nice to have one nice video, or you can go, let's keep going and let's keep trying. So I'm glad I managed. There's times when it does feel scary because you suddenly have like tens of thousands of people DMing you, liking your videos, sharing your videos, famous people, television, all this kind of thing. So it does kind of feel a bit like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I created? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to go back to my peaceful life. I just want to go get my coffee of the weekend, that kind of thing. Uh, but no, it's been really fun. And actually, even though lots of people who have, you know, you gain numbers online or whatever, lots of followers, that comes with lots of negative things. And I've actually yeah. been really, I feel really lucky that I haven't really had that at all. And so I feel very lucky. Everybody's very nice to me. And it's so lovely. To my face, anyway, yeah. behind my back. Who knows? Exactly. I could be in people's WhatsApp groups going, this guy again, sick of him, whatever. He's lost <laughs> no. it. I don't know. Mute, mute. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned there Shannon's hair, beauty, brows and nails, and of course dog grooming as well. How'd you come up with the characters? How do you just kind of, on the lower Kimmage Road, I should say too. Um, but how yeah. do they come to you? Is it just uh, something you work on or you just you put, put the camera on sometimes and just go for it? 
a mix of both. Like I, I don't like you know there's another guy Sean Burke who's really good here. Yeah, he's the Sean Burke great. show on Instagram, and he writes. He writes it in the morning. He gets a script together, gets little costumes together, and he shoots that afternoon. Does it all in one go. Where sometimes I think the videos you do off the cuff can sometimes be be more. Um, they reach people in a better way or whatever. They hit. They hit. They hit that bit better or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of. It's kind of. I think you have to be quick if you have an idea. I think that approach is good. Be quick, because if you try and think too much on it, you'll end up just ruining the idea. You'll spoil the soup. And um, so I think, yeah, keep you just have to go really quick and and see what's coming. Like I don't know, I don't know where they come from. Sometimes, <laughs> like you just have to allow them be there. And do people that you know think that's, that it's them sometimes as well? Um, I'd say I did. I did a version of I did like an Irish mammy sketch, which is obviously well trodden territory. But I did it on Easter Sunday as the Virgin Mary, Mother of God. <laughs> yes, it so, was so good. I think. If you do, if anyone who does an Irish mammy video, they're generally doing an impression of their own mammy. Yes, so yeah. that's, my, my mother did recognize herself in that one. And even <laughs> what was even weirder, her cousins, because she had a cousin's WhatsApp group because it's 2021, and her cousin said it reminded, me, reminded them of my grandmother, which was really weird. Really and so weird. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, genetic, the DNA is in yeah. there. I'm doing, <laughs> doing my granny on Instagram. Well, we all become our parents. Um, anyway, Soft Nights, we're talking about it here. I mentioned the lineup there. Incredible list of musical acts, but then beyond as well with the likes of Pause Vibe, uh, the podcast. You're going to be emceeing it, tying it all together. Um, what are you looking forward to about this? Because it's such a love. I was down there the other day. Such a lovely vibe about it. I'm really just looking forward. I mean, I feel this is such a treat. I feel like it's a real treat for me to do. But also, I think sometimes as we're kind of opening up these smaller events like this, they're actually such gifts, even though we've had an awful year waiting for gigs, waiting for any live anything. So I think for for, for performers and audience, the same, these are actually real treats of things to do. So I've also been fangirling extremely hard on Pillow Queens all year. Um, I listen to the album like nearly every single day. So I actually can't believe that I'm now in a position that I get. That's what I'm like. I'm most like more than my comedy set what I'm doing I'm doing a 15 minute set as well but more than that I'm looking forward to just the bit where I say like ladies and gentlemen pillow queens that's re- I'm so excited I'm coming for your gig Stephen oh, oh completely yeah. I was going to say you're like a more likeable James Corden <laughs> they were on that show on, on his show recently so um, yeah I don't want to talk about that look I can't I can't bear it I can't bear it <laughs> they, were, they were on they were lucky to be on his show but also extra lucky not to have to actually go and talk to him so well done to them <laughs> Have you seen all the stuff with them this weekend with Camila Cabello on the street? No, I can't. I can't bear it. I can't bear it. Someone needs to speak to someone and rein that in. It has to stop. And I feel, do you know what? I feel mostly sorry for Adina Menzel thrown in the mix. Yeah. She's just like, I am, you know, a Tony Ward winning, whatever she is, star at the stage, the diva of Broadway. And she's like, here I am on the street. Like, she doesn't deserve that. She, she doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve it at all. Uh, okay, 67 euro 50, great price for all of this. Happening in Dunderry Park, County Meath, next week. You said you're going to be doing a, a comedy set and then tying all this together as well with the likes of laughter yoga. It's amazing. I don't know what that is, but I want to try it. I they really have done a great job. They've crammed in so much for next Friday and Saturday. It really is going to be so great. There's an incredible team behind Soft Nights. And I think if you get a chance, book today, because I imagine it will be selling out before the end of the week. Yeah, very, very limited tickets. Um, like I said, I was down there the, the evening and it was just so intimate and so lovely. And also the chance to see and act like Pillow Queens in that venue with that little amount of people. It's not going to happen again. So snap no. up your tickets right now. It's called Soft Nights, Soft with two Fs. Thank you so much, uh, Shane. Very much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Stephen Byrne on 2FM.